0: Word on the cloud option all right kick it off Brett all right this is dumb and drummer again and this time we
1: got my buddy Josh Slees from the bomb pops and murderland uh, how's it going dude going man just uh, cutting some plants and uh, as you can see behind me I'm at work I, I, I like that you're, you're just do, you're just doing a podcast from work. Yeah. Uh, multitasking. I like to, <laughs> uh, I got it. just got to get done
2: somehow. Right. Yep. So you work at a pot farm. I do. I, uh, I got a job up in Seattle in November. It was actually September. I worked for three weeks when I came up here and, uh, went back down in the beginning of October and gathered all of my shit and moved up here in November. Um, so i am a seattleite now nice yeah
0: everything's so, legal there right
2: yeah we're fully 502 all that good shit. very nice we've got to, we've got to weigh everything including our waste like every leaf that we fucking throw away it's wild um but they just want everything accounted for so wow yeah. you even have to weigh the stuff you throw out all of our waste needs to be weighed and documented.
0: Wow! It yeah. isn't like McDonald's, where if there's like three apple pies left at the end of the night, if you're closing, you just take them home. Yeah, no. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> we have a we have a
2: traceability system that every plant is traced from
1: clone to harvest. Uh, wow! So you can keep track if if someone's uh, swiping some uh, product. Oh yeah, definitely. All the weights
2: are logged and it's going to lose a little bit if it's sitting for a while but not that much so if it's significant then uh we'll we'll go to the tapes
0: and figure it out (laughs) (laughs) you guys remember that from seinfeld significant shrinkage you remember that uh yeah. (laughs) yeah or george costanza's in the pool you know i was in the pool it's the same thing with the weed it's like well there is shrinkage Is it significant shrinkage? Is it significant is the question. Are you, are you, are you, are you stealing weed is the the question.
1: (laughs) So uh, I guess let's just dive right into the questions. Uh, So you, like you were saying, you just moved up to Seattle. I kind of can combine this with that first question. Uh, Your bands are in Los Angeles. So a, what is one of the biggest challenges of being a touring musician? And then on top of that, being a touring musician, two states away from his bands?
2: Um, Well, we're at a stage now that everything is booked so far out in advance. It's only a two hour flight, two and a half at the most. Um, I've already had to come down three or four times this year to do a few things for the Bomb Pops and um, As shows are starting to happen more, I'll fly down for rehearsal the weekend before for a few days and then a couple days before whatever we've got going on. If we've got a big tour going on, then I'll come down a week ahead of the tour and fly out with them. Um, It's... To, to think that all four of us are going to live in the same city forever is kind of ridiculous. Uh, once you get to a certain point, you don't have to live in the same city every, and you don't have to, to practice with each other every day. As long as everybody practices every day, as long as everyone stays rehearsed, when it's time to rehearse as an ensemble, everything should be fine. Um, if sure, somebody's yeah. laughing off, it creates a, a bit of difficulty with... With that, but as long as everyone is practiced, when it comes time to rehearse, it should be, it should be fine. Um, they weren't, they weren't thrilled uh, that I was leaving LA, just for the ease of oh well, we can practice whenever we want. Now it's like everything has to be scheduled and we have to stick to that schedule strictly. Mm-hmm. Um, but so far, so good. It's it's working. Um, you know, we figured that we weren't going to be playing any shows likely until the end of this year, which it's slowly changing. We just got offered uh, Punk in the Park in Arizona at the end of May. Um, so we confirmed that, so we're crossing our fingers and hoping that that happens. Um, Punk in the Park in November in California. We're, we're super stoked to play that. Um, it's. I don't see it being an issue living in a different state. I could live in a different country and it would still be fine. Hmm. Um, The last record that we did, we had the uh, the mixer master uh, over at the blasting room. We had Andrew cut it up. and I have the tracks with no drums. I have the entire new record with no drums. So I can practice the new record whenever I want. Okay. I was working on getting the old records the same way, but Fogel couldn't find the, the first full length. And it's, it's, in it's in a hard drive somewhere deep in the studio. Um, hopefully soon he can find that um, just to have the ability to practice without needing them there without having to sing the song in my head and play it. Um, they have all of the tracks with just drums. It flips off and it the, the song starts and the drums are just playing so they can sit there and play along to the whole entire new record every day if they wanted to. Nice. Um, and And going forward, every record that we do, everything that we track, we're gonna try to do that to have the ability to practice at all times.
0: That's it reminds that, I mean, me a lot of uh, with the pandemic, like the work from home dynamic. Yeah. I mean, we, it's, like, it's like, well, we could rehearse live, but isn't it more efficient just to do it this way? And then we can just play more gigs and burn less calories, like getting right. together, I can still do my job. I don't have to fly there necessarily. Da da da.
2: Yeah. It's um, it's definitely beneficial in in more ways than one even if i lived in la we would still probably do that just to have the option oh well somebody's sick we were supposed to practice today i'm just going to sit in my room and play to the record for an hour or you know what i mean like um it's it's very beneficial to just just to have that kind of material to work Uh, with
1: i almost feel like that way it's uh you know, cause you, when, when everybody gets together for a rehearsal, it's usually like, you know, you got two, three hours set aside. You only have so much time to go over so many songs. Yeah. Whereas if you're practicing with yourself, you, if you know, you know, song a, you know, it like the back of your hand, you run through it, you're done. Whereas you may have to spend a half an hour doing it. Cause your bass player or guitarist needs to work on it. Yeah. Whereas yeah. vice versa, if there's a song you really need to work on, you can sit there for 45 minutes, just working that part out.
2: Totally. Absolutely. Um, Yeah, I don't, uh, so far it hasn't been a problem. I don't see it being an issue. I know plenty of bands that are our level or just bigger than us, that nobody lives in the same state.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Some people live in other countries. Um, Intruder Green from Mass Intruder lives in Germany. Oh, wow. Um, they're still fine they they play it all the time uh it's it's a thing that once you get to a certain point as long as everybody stays professional and everybody practices on their own it's uh i don't see it as a necessity to live in the same city or state Uh, get together when you need to and you rehearse and if somebody's not ready then they go home and they practice on their own and they come back the next day ready to to rehearse we'll go through and get through the night go home and do your homework and come back ready um but it's uh it was kind of funny neil and neil and jen were talking about it and they were laughing and like it it took josh to leave la for us to like
0: be ready for rehearsals every time (laughs)
2: Um,
0: a quick follow-up question that's not on the list actually because uh here on this podcast we try to engage all different types of drummers so there may be drummers that are in a different state or they can't rehearse or, you know, the studio shut down, pandemic, blah, 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 whatever the circumstances are. Do you have a place where you can play drums, I'm assuming, then whenever you want? I mean, are you are you set up? Because I'm sure there's people listening that don't have they got to play on a pad or they got to think outside the box like they can't play at their apartment or something like that. Oh, are you going to take me are, at work? Okay. You got the drum set up. <laughs> <laughs>
2: There you
0: go. So, um yeah. Or what?
2: I I uh I have I have a place to, to set up and play which is Okay, incredible. word, word. It's important and I was looking for a couple I was I was talking to a, a, a few bands that I know up here when I first came up and looking for a studio spot. And my boss was like, "Oh, just bring your drums here and set them up in the office." And I was oh my like, um gosh." Really? Uh, yeah, so it's pretty rad. He plays guitar too. We've jammed a couple times. Uh, okay. It's 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 cool to be able to all right, well I'm done with work for the day. I'm gonna beat up my drums for an hour and then
0: head to the bar. For the people that can't bring their drum set to their job, <laughs> what advice do you have? Because I, I love the like I don't wanna go off on a tangent. I don't I don't really love rehearsing because of what to Brett's point earlier. You don't know the song, you didn't work on it, I didn't work on it, we're just right. gonna flail or whatever. Like so I don't have I don't have a studio I don't. I can't play a full drum kit. I live in an apartment. I have really picky neighbors or something. Have you ever been in that position, or do you have any input I, on? I, what people I have
2: do? been. Um, I have an aquarium practice pad drum set. Okay. Um, I set up my big practice pad as my snare pad. I'm. I'm actually gonna get the uh, the Zildjian uh, silent cymbals. Oh, eighties or whatever they're quiet. Dude, they're they're pretty rad. And I bought a mesh head for my snare drum before I left uh, Southern California, just to see. I I had to buy a bunch of heads for a drum set that I was redoing. And I saw it, and I was like, ah, shit, I'm just gonna get it. And it's quiet. It's really quiet. So if you don't have an acoustic set and you want to be able to play, I mean, you could put those heads on every drum. I think they make one for the kick also. They do. And... Dude, it's it's unbelievably quiet. Now, yeah. if you're if you're in a small apartment complex or an apartment building, it might be a little bit rumbly still, depending on if you're downstairs or upstairs. Um, but I'm I'm gonna get a set to film music videos because I hate filming music videos because I can't hit my drums.
0: Oh yeah. This oh, way, oh,
2: if I have the Zildjian quiet symbols and those remote uh, mesh heads. I can beat the shit out of the drums and it'll look better. Yeah. Uh, There's a couple music videos that I did maybe five, six, eight years ago that you can tell I'm not really playing. And because I couldn't, because we didn't have a loud enough playback. So if I was hitting anything, nobody would be able to hear shit. Is that the one where you're playing
0: traditional grip in one of those music videos? Like you're kind of just playing
2: lighter? That one we actually had good enough playback to where I could play just really quietly. Um, but my my symbols are always a problem; they're always too loud. Yeah, uh, especially in that setting. And with those Zildjian symbols, I doubt you'd be able to tell that they're not real
1: symbols. Real symbols, right? You know what I mean? Or just, you know what I've seen dudes do is they take those and they put their real symbol on top. Oh, sick! Kill the fu- just to kill the sound. Yep, but when the camera takes the shot of the symbols, you got you you know your nice Zildjian or Sabian or whatever.
2: Right, right. There you go. There you go.
1: Yeah, okay. uh, little little things
2: to make that easier. I hate filming music videos. Um, for that reason. Yeah. And, uh, when when they started coming out with all this shit, I was just like, huh? Okay. Well, gotta look into it. Uh uh, yeah so i mean i would i would recommend either outfitting your acoustic kit with those remo silent stroke heads or uh getting a practice pad setup of some sort um i need to actually set up my practice pad kit at home i haven't set it up yet uh before i get neighbors that move in downstairs
0: (laughs) yeah yeah always good to have a conversation and that's a good segue into our sponsor today which is remo silent stroke drum (laughs) heads exclusively at sweetwater.com they actually have a a a pack you can get the uh standard sizes uh the kick three toms and the snare yeah it's like 60 bucks or something it's it's really it's not expensive yeah that's that cool uh next question is what are your biggest priorities as an artist um just getting our music
2: to a bigger audience honestly um we have i've been doing this for 16 years give or take since i moved to la in 2005 um it's uh it's all i want i realized at a really young age that music was going to control my life (laughs) and uh, i haven't fought it any opportunity i got to further my education to further my ability to further the, the connections that it takes to make something in this industry um are taking it and it's uh it's worked out pretty well thus far we're uh we're finally in a, a good spot uh financially and uh mentally we we all we all have gone through a lot of shit and um we're we've we've figured out the dynamic that makes this band work and um it's uh it's good we we've got a slow year this year obviously yeah um but hopefully as more people get vaccinated and and stuff starts to open up that we can have a full year next year um even a half a year would be tight <laughs> yeah yeah for sure but um yeah it's just uh we just want to get, we just want to reach a bigger audience. We want more people
1: to experience mom pops. You want to, you want to take that trip as far as you can take it, for the most yeah, part. Until uh, the fucking wheels fall off. You know? <laughs> uh, you know, one thing I want to bring up, because you said, like, uh, uh, your education. You went to Musicians Institute, right? We did. We my band
2: from apple valley california moved down to la in 2005 and went to mi from 2005 to 2007. i have my associate's degree in percussion okay right right. (laughs) on it's the only degree i'll ever get (laughs) besides maybe a degree in being an asshole but
0: (laughs) i'm working on my phd in that i want to be a doctorate if you know you gotta you gotta aim high you're gonna be an asshole. Be be the best asshole you can be. <laughs> um
1: so for other people considering being a touring musician, like what are what are some uh absolute essentials that they need to have? Like well, things that they need to have. First of all, first of all don't do it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's not for everybody, man. Uh I I love it. I love being on the road. I love traveling. I love meeting new people. I love playing in new venues. Um, Pack wisely. Bring lots of socks and underwear. Um, You know, just just your just your essentials, your deodorant, your toothpaste. Uh, I usually bring two shirts. For every show.
0: Oh, I thought you were gonna say just two shirts for the whole. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I would. Oh, somebody, I, some jackass always shows up, right? I mean, there's got to be a stinky member of the band.
2: Um, no, no. Every, I mean, really? the girls pack like girls. So the, the girls are the stinkiest. No, they pack. Oh, like, yeah. They have lots of things. Oh, okay, okay. They bring two months worth of clothes for a, a month tour. <laughs> Uh, but I get it. It's fine. They've got to look pretty and they do a great job. It's fine. (laughs) (laughs) I legit, I legit probably do the same thing. I, I overpack for two or two. And the, I mean, the main reason I bring two shirts until I started wearing a show shirt and designating a show shirt for like every three shows, I could get away with a show shirt for three shows. After that, the salt stains start showing up and it's just done. um, so I would bring two shirts for every show because I would wear the, sh- the, sh- the, shirt, the shirt and then I would need a dry shirt to change into. Oh, yeah, yeah. The shirt I would nine times out of ten wear into the next day and then change into another dry shirt after the set. Uh, so I burned two shirts a day, um, which made my bag pretty heavy until, uh, until the show shirt thing started happening. Now I bring like three to five show shirts and a shirt for every day.
1: <laughs> I had a, I did a run with the metal band and I wore the same gym shorts for every show I yeah and I think it was by like week two or three I could almost stand the shorts up on okay. their own uh-huh so I, I just I ended up ditch having to ditch the shorts and then just went by like Walmart and bought like five pairs of cheap gym shorts oh wow yeah, I, 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 because I thought I was gonna have a chance to wash, and I never got that chance. Oh, dude, that's a bummer. Yeah, that's, never got the chance. That's the. Way,
2: that's so. That's the thing. Don't ever think that you're gonna have a chance to wash, unless like, you're staying in baller ass hotels or something, uh, which none of us are.
0: Can't you just get like a little laundry detergent and like. I mean, soap and water in a sink would have been fine for sure. Yeah, just to just to like tide you over, you don't have to like smell great, but you know, just to I didn't, see that better. didn't even that didn't even cross my mind. I'm thinking there's no washing machine. I'm screwed. I just I, 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 I use I, the fucking I hand soap if there's liquid. <laughs> just you know, warm water. Just hang it up on the tour bus or or put it put it on a rack somewhere to dry. Put it up on a. Sometimes
1: the, the easiest solutions escape me. I have literally never thought about that. But we I, we did the closest we did to that was in, I didn't just wash a single article, but. We were in Europe and we found out no one has a fucking dryer over there. Oh no, they don't. Uh, they don't believe in dryers, ice cubes, or cold beverages. What, dude? Ice oh, and cubes when you ask for a, when you ask for the water, you have to ask for a still water, or you'll get sparkling.
0: Oh, I love it already, but I'm not gonna drink warm sparkling water. Fuck that.
1: It's like room temperature. It's not warm, warm. It's like room no. temperature, but room temperature over
0: there is cold. No, that, that's not gonna work.
1: But no, I, we found out no place has a dryer, so we couldn't wash our clothes because we didn't have time. We weren't staying anywhere long enough. Yeah. So finally, finally, we get to a place and they have a radiator dryer thing that did not work. And me and the bass player washed our clothes in the bathtub. And then by the time we had to leave, our clothes are still sopping wet. So we basically had to hang clothes across the sprinter van. Yeah. And, and as we needed clothes, we would throw them on the dash and dry them with
0: the heater. <laughs> That's tight. Uh, so I have a follow-up question on touring. Like, um, y- you covered what to pack, you know, do's and don'ts kind of lo- logistics. What about playing? I- I've-, I've always, like, I've never toured. I know Brett has. But, like, my biggest fear is, like, tour went great, but I'm going to pull a, a Papa Roach's drummer, and now I have Carpal Tunnel, because I never stretched. We didn't have a massage therapist. Um, <laughs> I'm grinding every night. I got bad habits whatever. So, like, how do you keep your chops Intact.
2: You've got to stretch, you've got to warm up. I take 20 to 45 minutes before every set to just sit in the van and meditate. Uh, I'll take my practice pad and warm up doing just rudiment exercises for 15 to 20 minutes and I'll stretch my entire body, my legs, my arms, everything. Uh, it's super, super important, especially if you're playing 45 minutes to an hour set. Yeah. Uh, you can get away with a 30 minute set going in cold. I wouldn't recommend it because then by the time the set's over, you're finally warm and then it's over. Yeah. Um, but stretching is, is extremely important. Uh, our hands are our, our money makers. <laughs> and I actually broke my hand two weeks before a bomb pops tour i fractured fractured my the the top bone on my pinky finger um and for two weeks i was practicing i was gonna do this tour no matter what uh and i practiced left-handed with a snare drum on my left foot and it worked i was getting it down um and Two or three days before the tour, I just grabbed a drumstick and just started holding it. And I was like, I think I can hold the stick now. I can actually close my finger. Yeah. And the next day I went to the rehearsal studio and I taped a drumstick to my hand. And I played drums for half an hour. And it hurt (laughs) like all hell. I went home and I iced my hand for a couple hours and did it again the next night. And we were leaving in two days. And I'm like, we had rehearsal the, the night before we left. And I'm like, all right, uh, you know, let's, let's do this. <laughs> and we did it. And I, I did it. And for the first week. Oh, I be fucking felt fine. Felt fine. Every night at the end of it, it was super small. And I had to ice it. But I, I made it through a three week tour. Uh, and I'll never punch a dumpster again.
0: <laughs> I would be absolutely terrified that there'd be permanent damage. Like, I, I respect you I mean, for it, that. It, At the same it, time, it's it, like, it, hey, any permanent damage would be.
2: Yeah, I'm. Um, if it was more than a fracture, I, w- I would have been terrified it was but like break my hand my hand i mean i've i've never broken a bone in my life i've dislocated my elbow when i was 17 and i've broken fingers and toes but i don't count those really yeah i didn't go to the hospital i put a fucking splint on it and in two weeks it was fine and then it had to get yeah. normal and now it's normal um my my i'm worried about my wrists more than anything um skateboarding as a kid snowboarding growing up i fell a lot um every time i turn my wrists they pop
0: yeah yeah
2: regardless wait you do the same
0: thing brett yep i'm always like it's I'm well. I'm
1: watching. I'm sitting here watching Josh do it, and I'm sitting here with my hands below the camera, twisting my wrists, getting all the pops out. It's it's and it's, it never stops. I mean, it's probably not good. It can't be.
2: Um, I, I, that's it is what it is. Until it starts. Until it starts to actually bother me, what do I do? <laughs> you know, like I could see a physical therapist. They could tell me a bunch of shit. It charged me a bunch of money. Yeah, could do next to nothing
0: I think what we're dancing around right now is like if you're going to tour check your technique and if you're if you're if you have second or if you have any reservations find the most pro level drummer you can and whatever it costs if you book 30 minutes or an hour with them and you say I, I'm about to go on tour I need some advice on my technique and have them break it down ideally face to face where they can be like dude I can feel, I can see your deltoid like tensing up. You, you have to learn to relax. And good luck getting that done before the tour. But at least you know, because bad technique, I feel like, is how people get carpal tunnel. Because you're smashing the snare drum, you're just muscling everything.
1: Bad technique flares up my sciatica with my left leg. Because like I'll, because I'll just tense up my whole left thigh, and it gets that sciatica going because I'm not using my calf and my foot. So yeah, and it's it's bad technique that does it. It can it can cause or flare up injuries absolutely uh i'm i'm pretty fortunate
2: in that regard i've had uh i had two great drum instructors in middle school and high school and uh rob carson at musicians institute is like the hand master Nice. Uh, so i've got my my technique is is pretty good um traditional or match grip. um it's it's uh I'm, I'm very fortunate to have the instructors that i've had over over
0: my life i did notice when you said you were warming up you you, you said you warm up like this. I, like this every time i'm talking about playing drums i i just go for traditional I'm just,
2: <laughs> i don't know why but i do it
0: uh, i mean name one drummer who plays traditional grip primarily that isn't amazing you got Tommy Igo, you got Buddy Rich, you got Jojo Mayer, you got Zuckerman. Right. I mean, what do you think? And it's all just an accident that they're all like extremely good and they play traditional. Like, it's probably. I think
1: know. it's because a lot of traditional players are more uh, from uh, what's it? Uh, a- academically trained drummers.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. They, they were told that's the grip that we're going to go with. And it's. Yeah. Yeah. Even as it's not
1: traditional. Yeah, because anytime I do traditional grip, it's for shits and giggles. I I. Yeah, I'm not I don't know shit about playing traditional grip. Oh, actually, shit. after breaking my wrist, I'm not I can't even do it because I can't torque my wrist far enough to get a good shot. Oh shit. When I broke I actually broke my wrist before a tour as well. Um and uh, I had to cancel the tour. But let me just stop
0: with these stories because now I'm gonna have a broke my wrist story. <laughs> they come like, in- I had this gig yeah. with this band. it was finally like gonna happen. I was gonna tour, and then I like fell down my stairs and landed on my cause I- I'm worried about my right wrist. You could pull. You could pull a Travis Barker and just play with her. But you, you broke your right hand.
2: Barker broke his right hand
0: and played with his left hand. Oh, he broke his right hand. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I thought it was the reverse. I'm like, I'm like, break the shit on my left side. I don't give a fuck. I'll play with my right. But if I break my my right, it's over. Like I can't. Yeah. No. He, it's yeah, and that was it. Was my right hand. Oh yeah, I noticed. I was like, damn, that's the worst.
2: My left hand and my left foot, and it was really awkward. Yeah. I got through half the set three different times. I was I was damn close. And then I was like, if I can hold a stick, I'm fucking I'll beat the shit out of it every night. I don't give a shit. That's crazy. And uh, it,
0: it worked. It worked out. <laughs> well, wait, wait, what happened with yours, Brett? You, you broke it how, uh, how, how soon before the tour? Oh, like a week. Oh, Jesus.
1: Um, so I broke my I, uh, I broke my wrist skateboarding.
0: So then and... you canceled, right? Huh? So then you canceled, right?
1: Yeah, we had to cancel the tour. We were supposed oh, to get okay. a bill in. That didn't work out. We canceled the tour. I ended up losing out on a, a pretty cool audition. Oh. Uh, but what sucks is, like, as soon as the cast came off, it took like a week, and I was able to play drums again. But it actually has hindered me playing guitar. It has had no effect on me playing drums. But playing guitar, sense. I can't torque my wrist far enough. The same thing with traditional grip. I can't go far enough this way to be- really play on the low end of the neck. Oh, man. Huh? have you been rehabbing it uh, i oh yeah i still stretch it out every day um i'm I, I actually went to physical therapy for my lower back and i kind of it, I asked him hey what can i do for my wrist and he said put like a five pound weight in there and you kind of spin your wrist and let the dead weight kind of turn it and it's helped a lot um even but, just
2: using a stress ball will get those muscles in your wrist built
1: back up yeah or I have. acupuncture
0: Mm-hmm. if you haven't yeah, heard I, that i've heard sick.
1: acupuncture works really well for it's it sick. but i'm yeah. i i want to i want to actually get physical therapy for it because i feel like i've lost some mobility but i kind of didn't care quite as much because the only thing i cared about it hindering was drums and it hasn't yeah funny enough the worst thing it bothers me with aside from playing guitar is holding my phone if i hold my phone a certain way and i turn a certain way my hand just drops my
0: phone I thought you were gonna say jerking off. I I, I swear you were gonna go there. You're like <laughs> when, I, when I want to alternate, I just I can't get the same flow. <laughs> All right. Um, how about anecdotes from on tour? what What is your what is your number one tour story? That's that's funny for for telling the old story for story time.
2: God damn. Um, shit, man. There's too many. It happens. <laughs> I don't remember. Well and there's only to... there's so many that are appropriate to tell. Um, that's very true. <laughs> uh, well, let's see. This one time, where were we? We were in Spain? We were staying with the promoter, and we left. It was a small little, it was basically a village, not a town. Okay. And they caught wind of a show in town, and the cops set up at the end of the at the end of the road because there's one way in and one way out to this venue that we were at. And we pull up and the the promoter and his girlfriend are in the car in front of us and we're in the van and the cops pull us over and they pull him out of the car. And like 10, 15 minutes go by and he's talking to the cops and the cops come and ask us if we can take his girlfriend home because he's going to jail because he got a DUI. Oh, no. Oh, shit. Uh, his girlfriend's passed out in the front seat of his car. So Christian, our tour manager, and I grab her and pick her up, put her in our van, and take her back to their place. Put her to bed, find places to sleep, and go to bed and wake up and the next morning. She's like freaking out. Where's my boyfriend? Where's my boyfriend? We're like, oh honey, you don't remember shit, do you? Uh-huh. Uh, your boyfriend got a DUI last night. We brought you home. Uh, you were asking for him when we got here. We couldn't tell you anything, but he was in jail. You went to bed. We went to bed. <laughs> now here we are. But um, He got out the next day. Everything was fine. Um, but uh that was that was picking up his drunk passed out girlfriend and putting her in our van like the girls it was it was interesting for sure
0: (laughs) third party perspective probably didn't look uh too good in that situation no probably not
2: Uh, (laughs) but at least the cops already knew what we were doing so that's
1: yeah so they knew it was on the up and up yeah (laughs) um
0: shit
2: there's too many to tell too many that i can't tell
0: (laughs) you don't want to betray anybody's trust um just just tell where the bodies buried
2: oh all over the place
0: all over all over the country all over the all over the globe
1: all over the globe uh for sure so uh let's see what uh what is some uh, like? What is your, your essential gear? What is uh, your gear rundown? What's your? I know you use a couple different kits, but what is your favorite kit to use right now?
2: Uh, I play a five-piece, one up and two down. Uh, I like big drums. My pork pie is a twenty-four by twenty. Oh shit! Uh, my oakless kit that I have up here is a 24 by
1: 18 but it's got a six inch front hoop on it uh um, oh you have the like the extended hoop in the front yeah what okay. does that do exactly
0: blow yeah, it
2: just, it adds a little bit of resonance it doesn't really it doesn't do much but look pretty fucking sweet
0: <laughs> okay I was, always, I was always curious about that because varus is a drum company that always has those big hoops in the front so it's wow. i was thinking yeah. it was just aesthetic. It's uh,
2: it's it's more of a look thing than anything else, um. Uh, but uh, I'm actually having Jesse build me a 14-inch rack tom for the white kit because I went 12, 16, 18, and it's too small. And yeah. I, up, I might go two up, two down, and have 12, 14, 16, 18. Uh, my 18 is UFO, so it's eight inches eight inches deep. Oh, right on. Yeah, that,
0: that's that's what I. Uh, that was that same video where you're playing traditional grip. I was like, are you using a second snare? Was that that 18 inch floor or was that the smaller floor tom? Uh,
2: that had to have been. I think that was my pork pie kit that I used in that video. And I think that was the 18 inch floor tom. My pork pie is 24, uh, 13, 16,
0: 18. Okay. The 18's a full 18 floor. Nice. And that was custom built by Bill Denimore? It was. uh, Nice. I hit him up and
2: got it all to my specs, all the colors. And Bill crushed it. He he did an absolute. uh, I forgot how good that drum set sounds when I went down to track uh, some stuff for the Bomb Pops. Just setting it up and hitting it. Just When I got to the rehearsal studio, sat down and I kicked the bass drum and I was like, oof, damn, I forgot about this thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's, a <laughs> it's a monster and it sounds as big as it looks for sure. It's, um I love that kit. It was, it's a, I had to have a kit down there. I had to have a kit up here. I've got two kits up here. I've got that one in LA and I've got my other PDP actually that I need to finish cleaning up to send to my nephew out in Atlanta. Um, he wants to start playing drums and I figured the drum set that his grandparents, my parents bought me, uh, would be fitting for his first drum set. And if he I'm ever quit playing drums or doesn't want to play drums, then he just sends it back to me and it's fine.
1: Is uh, that that old PDP with all the stickers on it?
2: Yeah. It's uh, it still sounds just as good as the day I bought it, man. Um, it's, a, it's a well-built drum set.
0: PDP is the shit. What, what about uh, what about those pies? What kind of symbols are you using?
2: uh zildjian a customs right now i've got two a custom medium crashes one a custom regular crash a 21 inch a custom rezo ride and uh
1: standard a hats for are you are, are you using the 15 inch hats or the 14. i've got the 14s i'm about to buy
2: a set of istanbul's off of a buddy that have 15 inch hats and i'm really stoked on it
1: right on i, I kind of want to go up to the 15 inch hats I, they they sound fucking just big
2: yeah uh, Dave ron from Lagwagon was playing 16
0: inch hats and he was just using two crash cymbals as hi-hats <laughs> that that's that seems to be the thing that cool kids are doing yeah yeah it's a lot of slosh though i don't know how you get
2: a little too much
0: yeah i mean i i still want my hats to cut especially your style of music like you don't want a frequency of hi-hats that blends with everything else like you you need yeah. something that is higher pitched higher yeah. frequency yeah totally uh, uh last couple questions here uh what drummer is peaking your interest lately or drummers that are on your radar
2: uh, to be perfectly honest i don't really pay attention all that much Uh, If I see a good drummer, Brad. if not, I I don't, uh, I, I don't know, man. I don't, um, there are a lot of really good drummers
0: out there. And uh, I mean, how about the ones that really feel you feel like influenced your playing? Uh, I mean, that list is incredibly long.
1: And nobody who was it. the drummer? Who was the drummer that you saw them in at that? That was the very moment. Who was the drummer that you identify with the moment you decided I'm playing drums?
2: Some random drummer that was playing drums in my living room when I was like six years old, probably. Really? <laughs> parents used to have big holiday parties and they'd have a live band playing in our living room and every single time without fail i would sit indian style right in front of the pa speaker and that's where i would fall asleep every <laughs> time, my dad would pick me up and carry me to my bedroom the band would always leave all their gear a bunch of drunk people stunk stayed the night i would wake up super early go out strum the guitars and beat up the drums and wake up everybody. <laughs> I have no idea, but at a very young age, I would, it, it grabbed me and, and, uh, going into sixth grade, my parents asked me what I wanted to do. If I wanted to take art class or wood shop or choir or band. And I decided band. They're like, what instrument do you want to play? I'm like drums. I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know how to play any instruments. Let's learn one. And uh, I think I made the right choice. It's uh, it's a great stress relief. Just beating up your drums after a shitty day or whatever.
0: Everybody wants to be the drummer, man. Come on, like everybody. Everybody wants to do the trash can endings and the double bass and.
2: It's the worst job, but it's the coolest job.
0: Yeah, I mean, you're you I mean, the lead singer is always going to get more attention than you, and of course. especially in your situation. Yeah. Oh my gosh, like.
2: Yeah. Tell me
0: about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll keep it PC, but they're they're very very attractive ladies.
2: I knew I knew the job that I was. Hired to do when I joined this band, and that's be a solid rhythm section.
0: Yeah,
2: We're doing a good, good job at that.
0: You you, you accomplished that, man. I, I've been listening to Bomb Pops pretty much all afternoon, and you hold it down, man. There's no and I have been no playing- flash. There's no extra flab. I mean, you just you you play to the song, and and you prioritize that, and, and it's respect, man.
2: I have been playing music together for eighteen years, so that that comes with it um, us together in an ensemble you don't have to worry about your rhythm section. we've got this just do your thing um, and it's it's comfortable to have that type of connection with somebody else on stage without having to think or even make eye contact. We're reading each other's minds constantly right. And that type of connection only comes with time. Without that, uh, it just doesn't. It works, but it doesn't work the same.
0: Makes sense.
1: Well, uh, I guess to close out here, uh, last question. Do you have anything you want to plug? Anything coming up? I know you said you got a couple shows coming. those two festivals booked, uh, the Bomb Pops are
2: putting out a internet pre-recorded stream in the near future. Um, we're hoping it's not announced yet. <laughs> it, just,
1: it just got announced.
2: <laughs> um, and I'm waiting to get vaccinated. The rest of my band is vaccinated um i just want shows to be back that's that's number one um once that happens then life will be a little bit better for everybody um and it seems like it's slowly happening so let's hope that some other fucking bullshit doesn't happen and stop it from happening
0: (laughs) well we will definitely include uh a link to your uh socials uh, we'll get all that info from you, put it in the description box so uh, people can follow you and they know about upcoming live streams, any shows that you're doing. In uh, it'll they'll they'll be, it sounds like all over, right? I mean, you might be in Arizona in a couple yeah. months, live stream, maybe shows in LA as well.
2: Got an offer for a, a national tour in September. So oh, nice. Crossing our fingers for that. Um, yeah, I'm hoping that things kind of return back to normal whatever normal was or A new normal, if you will. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, um, I'm excited. I, I just, I need to play live music again. Uh, not, not playing for people sucks. Playing is fine. Playing is good. Playing is great, but uh, not, not, getting it out there and it's the cool thing is that people have had a year to listen to the record. So now we go out and we play the entire new record, people are going to know the songs. So that's like the one benefit <laughs> to this whole pandemic thing happening, right. As we put out a record, um, but it's good cause we'll be able to play more off of the record and not weird out an audience. So that's, that's, uh, gotta take the good with the bad, I guess.
0: <laughs> well it sounds like you're doing a good job of, uh, adapting and making the most out of it I mean you're definitely way ahead of other people that are that don't live in the same state I mean you definitely got a good system going on so
2: yeah we've got uh, the girls are really good with socials and um, we've got a good we've got a good online presence and uh, we just try to keep the content coming and, and being that's what we are right now is content creators yeah not really musicians. But that's
1: basically what everybody's become over the pandemic. Yeah. Gotta
2: up you know, your game. No way to describe it. We're, we're not musicians. We're content creators. We're yep. And while that's fine, it's not ideal. It's not what I want to do. I want to play live music. Uh, Same. And if I can't, then I won't. But I think we're going to be able to pretty soon. So.
1: Uh, hopefully everything goes smoothly and you can get on the fucking road again in September. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's, I'm just, I'm hoping for something to happen to, I, I just, I want to hop in a van again. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Uh, I think that's all our time though. Uh, but uh, Josh, thanks you so much for coming on. I'll yeah. appreciate yeah. it uh make sure to go check out the bomb pops and uh murderland that is one of, that's one of my personal favorite bands so definitely check out both and uh yeah this is dumb and drummer and josh thank you again Sick. thanks man take care thanks
2: for you guys